Good evening, everybody. And today is August 22nd, 2023. There's not that much news, honestly, but there was something that popped up and I'd rather talk about it. So we're going to be talking about the Miami Dolphins. Are they still seeking another running back? Inter-Miami is going to be playing in another semifinal. Marlins lose a third straight game and maybe some Tyler Hero news. Well, who knows? But anyway, I hope you guys are all having a great and beautiful day. Welcome to an episode of Excuse the Miamians. My name's Ivan, and I can't lie, I'm ready to, to dive into this because a lot of the talk is that Jonathan Taylor is supposedly on the Miami Dolphins' radar. And if you don't know who that is, that is a superstar running back. And he's really, really young. He's only 24, and he is from the Indianapolis Colts. The only problem is, is that the Colts don't want to pay him. So the reason they're just going to put him up on the trading block and Barry Jackson, which is um, a huge reporter for the Miami Herald writes per league source, the Dolphins are expected to at least explore a trade for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, who has been given permission to seek a trade. Not sure where this will lead, but it will make sense in that he's only 24. I almost said 14. Damn, that'd be young as how to play football. But anyway, that's going to be pretty crazy if the Dolphins do do that. I don't expect them. Listen, if you play Madden and you have the Dolphins right now, they're super fun to play. But imagine if you just add Jonathan Taylor to that. <laughs> the game, It just gets stupid. Everybody wants to go to the Dolphins. But the way I see it is right now the Dolphins running back room is really, really big. You have Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon A-Chain, Savon Ahmed. You have a lot of these running backs there. And you just getting another one will have to end up making him the best, you know, the starter, the first string. And then either Moster goes to second or Jeff Wilson is out of the mix. Who knows? But bringing him into the Dolphins will obviously help us. But the problem is after the season because he wants a contract extension. And are the Dolphins really going to do that? Let me just tell you, we have to sign Christian Wilkins. We have to sign... Tua, if he's great this season, you got to sign him. I mean, there's no other quarterbacks either way on the market. So I'm I'm thinking they're going to probably stay with Tua. But you're going to have to sign Tua regardless, right? And then you're probably, like, how are you going to make the money work? And I know that people say the salary cap in the NFL does not exist because, I don't know, you can work your way around so many things. But eventually, things are going to catch up to you. I mean, I know that, like, right now you're, you're even paying Jalen Ramsey and he's not even going to be playing for, like, the first two or three weeks of the season. And then you still have X. And a lot of people think that Xavier Howard's going to be either let go or whatever by next season. And that's sort of going to suck, but his contract is pretty big. And I don't know, the Dolphins right now, they're paying a bunch of players. And what's get, like? are the Dolphins going to go full in? And it's not even that. To get Jonathan Taylor, we're going to need to put something in there. You know, we're going to have to trade. So who knows who will trade? Maybe we can get somebody, you know, salary off the books for him. But it's going to be pretty difficult for them to do that. I will say he he was a first-team All-Pro and NFL rushing leader in 2021. He had 1,169 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. But listen to this. In 2022, oh, no, I think I got it mixed up. In 2022, he had 1,811 rushing yards. Do you know what that is? And 18 TDs. Dude, that is, that's a phenomenal stat. The, the Dolphins have, I mean, the last one I can remember was, you know, AJ Ajayi. He played great. He was like our leading rusher. Well, bro, I loved watching him. I loved watching him run the ball because he did such a great job. 
But then we haven't really had an amazing running back. But the way that the Dolphins have been playing on preseason, you just see us running the ball. Last year, we weren't that bad. But my if, if we do end up getting Jonathan Taylor, you're, you're talking about Tyreek Hill here. You're talking about Jalen Waddle and then Jonathan Taylor. How are you going to distribute everything in between all of them? I mean, you know that Tyreek is going to get his touches, but then you got to get Jonathan Taylor to get his. All I know is that if we get him, I think the Dolphins are going all in. And it makes sense as to why we would be going all in for Jonathan Taylor just because of his age, because we didn't get Dalvin Cook because he's already aging. But at the same time, you know, you're not going to have him for the long run. It was going to be like about a year or two. Yeah, two years max, I think, but pretty much a year. And then, you know, you can sign Jonathan Taylor, and he'll be good for another three or four years. I mean, he's only 24, man. That's like a huge difference. But I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do. It's going to look beautiful. But another thing I did want to talk about was our last preseason game. And I didn't bring this up on Sunday when I did my podcast. But I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with Dolphins news on Twitter or whatever throughout the offseason. But obviously, Tua did suffer a lot of concussions last year. And one of the things that, you know, the Dolphins are trying to do is have him prevent falling on his head. And sometimes you just can't prevent that type of stuff because if you get hit in a specific angle, you'll just fall and hit your head. But one of the things that Tua's been doing is jujitsu. And if you did notice, he ended up getting not sacked, but he did take a hit. And in the preseason, when he took that hit, he did it. Like, he fell in a great position. You know, he saw the hit coming. He prepared for it. Once he got hit, he fell in a, in a great position. Like, I know it might sound stupid saying this, but maybe what he's doing in jiu-jitsu is actually helping him because the way he fell, he wasn't nowhere near his head. And you can tell that he was aware of where he was. So that's just a little thing to bring up. I hope he's great. I hope this year is great for him. I hope he stays healthy throughout the entire time. Because we're going to need him big time, okay? We're, we are going to need him. And if if he's able to stay healthy, this, this, listen, this Dolphins team can make some really big noise. So, I don't know. I'm just excited to see where it goes. Anyway, Inter-Miami, they just ended up winning the League's Cup. And I have to say, phenomenal. If you go on Google right now and you look up Inter-Miami CF, you're going to end up seeing a bunch of fireworks. It's beautiful. Google, thank you for that. I can't lie. My girlfriend calls me. She's like, hey, I looked up the Inter-Miami schedule and fireworks were popping up. And I told her, yeah, right. So I went on my phone and I looked it up and I I was out here like a child just jumping that it was on Google. But anyway, what's crazy is we're going to be doing another in-season tournament and we're playing tomorrow on Wednesday. And we're playing Cincinnati. Now, if you have no idea who Cincinnati is, they are the best team in the league this season ESPN rankings has them as the number one. And funny enough, they lead the entire Eastern Conference with 51 points. But nobody in the Western Conference is near them anyway. I think that the other leader is like 54 or 53 points. So, I mean, sorry, 43 or 44 points. So they are up on everybody. They are the best team. So Phil Neville used to be the coach for Inter-Miami. And he led this Inter-Miami team into the U.S. Open Cup semifinals before he was fired. We didn't have Messi. We didn't have Busquets or Jordi Alba. The fact that they did that by themselves going up there is such a, like, 
it's impressive. Listen, it's impressive. You are the worst team in the MLS and you made it there. The only thing that scares me is how the, you know, how Cincinnati is going to play. Are they going to play defensively? Most likely, but they are the best team in the league this year. They're nobody to be sleeping on. I don't know how they didn't make it further in the league's cup, but all you got to do is, is hope that Inter Miami wins. And if they end up winning, they're going to end up going to another final, which is insane. So we can have two trophies and potentially three if we end up doing great in the MLS. But that's a, that's for another day because the MLS, listen, it's, it's great. After this, after Wednesday, we end up playing in Saturday in New York. So a lot of these players are not having any rest. I mean, we just finished playing on Saturday. It's Wednesday, and then we're going to be playing against on Saturday. That's pretty wild. But hopefully these, you know, they have, you know, the drive to, to keep, to continue going because the season hasn't ended yet. And I don't know, man. So like one of the topics of today were, is Messi going to be healthy enough? If, is he going to sit down? And he's been playing a lot of soccer. I mean, you, you can't like, he's been just playing like crazy. Everybody has. And then you're just wondering if these players, these players are going to start getting fatigued. So We'll see what happens. They're saying that he is going to be playing tomorrow, but who knows about Saturday? And Tata Martino says he's going to, you know, Messi doesn't need rest right now. He's going to go. So who knows what happens? But hopefully we're able to have all of our starters for next game and on Saturday. For those of you who do not understand what a midseason tournament is, if you watch soccer from, you know, anywhere in Europe, from Spain, England, or whatever, they all have their season but they have in-season tournaments. So in England, they have the Community Shield and the FA Cup. In La Liga, they have uh, they have Copa, the Supercopa, and they have their league. Bundesliga has their own stuff, Germany. So everywhere in the season has a cup in the middle. So that's what it is. I, I saw somebody on Twitter, on my Twitter, they were talking. We were, they, they put something out there like, I don't get this. How is there a mid-season tournament and the season hasn't even ended? So they weren't understanding it. I went in there, had to had to help them out. You know, you got to let these people know about how football works. So, yeah. Anyway, after that, hopefully Miami beats Cincinnati. We'll make a final. That's all we want. Messi mania is for real, though. The Marlins lost 6-2 against the Padres yesterday. And the game was pretty much over in the second inning because our pitcher Ryan Weathers allowed a grand slam in the second inning. And I can't lie. If you're a young pitcher, sometimes you might get nervous, butterflies in your stomach. He had a bad outing against Texas, so this is another bad outing. And he, you know, he allowed five hits, five runs. And the, the worst part is that the Marlins had nobody. I mean, I get it. You have nobody warming up in your bullpen. You don't want to just throw your bullpen out there too early. But you can start seeing him get a bunch of walks in the first inning. Marlins weren't doing much there. And... It's crazy because in the first in the first inning, the Marlins had one on third and second with one out, and we couldn't score a run. And then there was another play in the second or third inning. We had the bases loaded with one out, and we Joey Wendell hits into a double play. The Marlins in the double play this year are definitely married. We have the most double plays that we've hit into in the whole season this year. It sucks. It really does. It, it breaks my heart, but... Listen, the Marlins are still in the wild card. I know I say this every single time, but we're still in it. There's still a couple games left for against the Padres, and then we're going to Washington. So if the Marlins are able to get at least, I don't know, over 500 in this series, and then in both series combined, we are good. You get me? If we play 10 and we come out winning 8, that's perfect. But we need to start doing it now because... 
you don't want to wait till the last couple games where we're playing some pretty tough teams. I know we still got the race to play, and I think the Braves one more time. No idea, but it's going to be tough. And last but not least, I want to talk about the Miami Heat because there's a lot of news saying that we are keeping Tyler Hero. And Brett Siegel from Clutch Sports says, as Damian Lillard continues to be a hot topic of discussion in Miami, league sources have told Clutch Sports that the Miami Heat have held internal discussions about keeping Tyler Hero. I have no idea how this trade is going to happen without Tyler Hero. I know that Portland doesn't care about Tyler Hero. I don't, they don't want him. They just want a first-round pick. So to have a max player in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, and then you're going to get Damian Lillard's contract, that's going to be pretty insane. I mean, you're going to have a bunch of players that you're going to have to pay, and then that's already four players. I mean, what the, what's the rest of your roster going to look like? You have Jaime Hakez Jr. that he's probably going to get traded to Portland. You have Jovic, which is probably going to get traded to Portland if that happens. You're going to end up sending a couple first-round picks over there, two round, second-rounders, third-rounders. doesn't matter. The, the Heat are going to – I don't know how they're going to do it. But if we are able to get Damian Lillard, it's going to be a good thing. But who knows? By the way, Harden ended up getting fined, and that's insane because the, the, the league always has it against Miami. But then James Harden comes out, says Daryl Morey is a liar. And I don't want to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. And then they, they, you know, they find them. So I can't believe it. It actually happened. The league actually fined Harden for that. But there's also another midseason tournament that I wanted to tell you guys about. But I'll probably bring it up in another episode whenever the heat season does start. But there is going to be an in-season tournament at the beginning of the year. And the way it's going to work is that teams are going to be put into groups. But you're going to be playing like, okay, so you have, it's a little confusing. But let's say the Miami Heat have the first 10 games. Out of those first 10 games of the regular season, about three or four of them are going to count towards the tournament games. And wherever you end up landing in your bracket in first, second, or third, I guess it's the first two out of four teams. So the first two will advance, and then they're going to have these games that are not going to be a part of the regular season. So they're going to be playing extra games. And then... Those games are going to be in Las Vegas for a cup. And the, the last, the last, I think it's the finale, is going to be on a neutral site, which is going to be played in Vegas. And then you're going to just get a trophy. So it's going to be the same thing as soccer, pretty much, that there's going to be an in-season trophy. But what I, a lot of players aren't too happy about it because if you look at it a lot, like the Clippers mostly, you see Kawhi Leonard, he takes a lot of breaks. A lot of players take these rest days because they don't want to put too many miles in their body. Because if we're going to be real here, the only thing that matters in the play in, in basketball is the playoffs. Once playoffs start, that's when every everybody's going to be playing every single game. The NBA season already has 80-something games. Sometimes you think that's pretty long. But then you're just going to put more wear and tear on a body. The only incentive that I believe that this has is that every... Every player, if you do win the chip for the in-season tournament, every player is going to get $500,000. So to anybody who's taking a, a veteran's contract, a $1 million contract, which don't get me wrong, you and I might think it's a lot of money, but a $500,000 bonus, if you win, whoo, that sounds sweet. So you're just wondering, is this thing going to be really big or not? I think that if you do win an in-season tournament, like, 
whoever's the champion, they should automatically qualify for the playoffs or something like that because you're pretty much already playing like an NBA playoff game in the beginning of the season. But I guess that's for another day, right? That's just, I don't know how that would work, but too much to, too much to go into right now. But anyway, excuse the Miamians, episode nine has been a good one. I hope you guys did enjoy. It's just some of that news that came out tomorrow when Inter Miami does play, whether we win or we lose, I'll be out here probably doing a, a, a podcast. I also wanted to say I am working on making my first blog. It's going to be pretty fun. I'm going to just write about every single Miami team. But the first thing I'm going to be talking about is how my love for sports started. So stay tuned for that. I'm almost finished with it. So once I do put it up, I'll let you guys know about it. But if you guys can, follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Love Miami Sports. Whenever I change it, I'll let you guys know. But it's been a fun one. Today's been a great. Happy. Is today Monday or Tuesday? No, today's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Excuse the Miamians. Have a good one.